Do you ever have patients who just drive you crazy? Patients who are overly anxious and combative and complain about everything and ask a gazillion questions and worst of all, challenge everything that you say or tell them? Well, I think we all do from time to time. And we're going to be talking about how to turn those patients into the greatest patients, as they would say, those who pay, stay and refer. That's what we'll be talking about on today's episode of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm Dr. Richard Matto, co-founder of the Matto Center for Dental Practice Success, and this is the Dental Practice Fixers, the podcast where every episode we do mystery shopper calls, and we've got some crazy ones for you today. I can't wait to get to them. Um, but first, I want to remind you that there are a bunch of things you can see kind of offline of the podcast by referencing the show notes. We've got five really good action plans for you. So go to the show notes and check them out. And one of them is to subscribe to our e-newsletter. It comes out periodically and I'll tell you some great dental stories, practice tips, revenue enhancing things that you can do, things to have more fun in your practice. And of course, we'll keep you updated on webinars and seminars and other good things happening at the Matto Center. So reference the show notes. Or just go to matto.com slash newsletter to sign up. And we do a drawing periodically, and the winner gets a dental practice fixer's coffee mug or tea mug or whatever you want to call it. How can you beat that? And it's a great newsletter, too. It's not long. Always gives you a smile and some great dental practice info. So go to matto.com slash newsletter to sign up. Okay. Let's talk about dealing with difficult patients today. Difficult patients, man, they can be frustrating. They can be dependent or codependent, depending on which psychiatrist or psychologist you're going to. They can be annoying. They can feel entitled. Some of them could be manipulative. They can even play one team member against another or the doctor against the team member. Hostile, time killing. All these things can describe some of your patients. And Let's face it, these patients tend to be more litigious. That's a great word, litigious. These patients, in other words, if you screw something up or their perception is that you screw something up, because usually you don't, usually it's just their perception, but perception equals reality. They might be the type to go to a lawyer or, or like in some cases, contact the local consumer protection person on a TV show. That one always cracks me up. One of my patients threatened to do that one time. They, they sent me this kind of scathing email and they CC'd the local news station. And let me tell you, I was not shaking in my boots. But here's the crazy thing. Now, sometimes those people will never be great patients. And sometimes we actually have to ask them to exit our practice. But people like that can also be turned around and become patients who are just the most loving transformed patients. They can be beacons for the practice. They can tell everybody about you. They can say yes to their treatment recommendations. They can do all of those things. Sometimes the grumpiest patients just need the most loving. Sometimes maybe they're frustrated in some other area of their life and they take it out on you. But if you turn around and take them seriously and show them some care, some affection, some love, whatever you want to call it, Sometimes these people can really, really appreciate your practice and turn into those great beacons for the practice that we all want. So what are some signs you have a difficult patient? Well, my number one sign is you see a name on the schedule and you dread it and you just get the quivers, Robin, by seeing that name on your schedule. That's not a good thing. Um, maybe that patient needs to be called, confirmed, 
some kind of follow-up and your team members just put it off, they delay it, they avoid it, the practice avoids that patient, that's a sign you've got a patient who is a difficult one. Um, some patients we just call TWs. That patient's a TW. They just are time wasters. They take up so much time. Nothing can be simple. Everything needs to be complicated. They've got a million questions. They doubt you. They abuse their privilege when you give them your cell phone number. All those things, sign of a difficult patient. Sometimes with a patient, you just feel like you're constantly in a no-win situation. And worst of all, sometimes patients are mean, belligerent, or abusive. Now, all the things I've listed are not reason for dismissal if you can turn that patient around, but being mean, belligerent, abusive um, to you or a team member, well, that's a sign that maybe it's time to get this patient out of your practice. Fortunately, it doesn't happen that often. But what do you do? You've got a difficult patient. They're disagreeing you. They're telling you you were wrong about um, their insurance coverage. You misquoted a fee. You performed the wrong treatment. The treatment you performed sucks. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, we need to have the skills to really disarm this patient and turn things around. So I'm going to give you a nice little flow chart. And, you know, I love acronyms. I love mnemonic devices. I got to admit, I couldn't come up with a great one for this, but we'll give it a go anyway. My new mind. You remember when you were in dental school memorizing the cranial nerves and some of us had to remember that um, on old Olympus Tower Tops. I don't even remember what it was. On old Olympus Tower Tops, a Finn and German viewed some hops or something like that. And each letter stood for one of each, the first letter of each word stood for one of the cranial nerves. Now, when I was in dental school, it was OOO to touch and feel a girl's. And I'm not going to go into the rest of that. I don't think that's taught anymore because I guess it's considered sexist or crude or whatever. But when I was in dental school, all of us, even the female patients, memorized that crazy mnemonic device. Um, in any case, I love mnemonic devices. Look, I still remember these from dental school decades ago. So our mnemonic device for dealing with a difficult patient is L-E-A-P-P-A-D. Lucy eases anxious patients practically all day. Or maybe if there's somebody else on your team whose name starts with L, great. You can fill in that person. Might make it even more fun or easy to memorize. But I did Lucy today because, as you know, she's in the sky with diamonds right now. And, you know, we all like Lucy. So Lucy eases anxious patients practically all day. L-E-A-P-P-A-D. Let's go through our mnemonic device and see what each one stands for. You've got a patient who is just putting up a stink about something. What's the first thing you do? It starts with L for Lucy. Listen, but I mean it. Really, really listen. And also observe. Notice the patient's tone, their attitude, their body language, the way they're standing. Look at all these things. When you're listening, remember, you're really frustrated, but they're frustrated too. But the main thing is slow down, take a deep breath, and truly listen. So often when we're in a situation like this, we're thinking about what we're going to say next, or we cut the patient off. Please resist the temptation to do it. Just take a deep breath, clear your mind, and listen, listen, listen. And, and don't just listen and let it go in one ear and out the other, but actually think about what the patient's saying. Don't interrupt. Don't think about what you're going to say next. Clear your mind and listen. That's our L. Okay, Lucy eases. E, empathize. Empathize. You know, in practically every step, I'm going to say it doesn't matter if you think the patient's right or wrong. 
they think they're right. And again, perception is reality. So we've got to take it from that approach that this patient thinks they're right. Sometimes it's hard to logicize with them or teach them. So let's listen and then empathize. Now, that doesn't mean you have to say, oh, you're so right and I'm wrong. But you can say something like, you sound worried. You sound so frustrated or that must be very difficult for you. Kind of side with them. Say like, I understand. Oh, that must be really frustrating or you sound so worried about that. We're going to empathize with them. So that's L-E. Lucy eases. The next is A. Lucy eases anxious. And that is, this one's tough for some people, but that A stands for apologize. Again, even if you think you're 100% right. Well, nobody's ever 100% right. So get that out of your mind. Even if you think you're 99% right and the patient's only 1% right, you can always apologize for something. A good generic one is, I'm so sorry we didn't meet your expectations. Now, don't do a condescending, like, I'm so sorry that you, you can't conceptualize what's going on here. I mean, I'm so sorry you're an idiot. That's not a that's not a good apology. But tell them you're sorry and you are sorry that, that a patient's upset, whether they're right or wrong. I'm so sorry we didn't meet your expectations. I'm so sorry that we didn't take the time to explain that more clearly. Apologize. Remember, you want to get them on your side. You want to let them know that you really do care. So that's the A. Apologize. Okay, next is P. Lucy eases anxious patience. Patience is P. And that is plan. Form a plan. So you've listened to them. You know what the issue is. You've empathized and apologized. Now let's form a plan. Let the patient know exactly what you'll be doing. So for example, um, you've listened, you've empathized, you've apologized. It looks like you're not clear on your insurance coverage. I totally understand. I'll tell you what we're going to do. This afternoon, I'm going to have Margaret call your insurance company, find out exactly what your coverage is, if they cover this procedure or not. We'll get everything from them in writing. That way, we can clear it up completely. Form a plan, whatever it is. Again, you're on their side, so we're going to form a plan. Let them know exactly what you're going to be doing. And now, the next P, Lucy eases anxious patients practically. The next P is permission. Get their permission. Again, we're doing all these things to get us on the same side as the patient. We're all going to be working on this together. Get their permission. Does that sound good to you? So you've told them the plan. We're going to have Margaret personally contact your insurance company, and she will get this in writing so that we're all clear exactly how this works. Now you're going to get permission. Does that sound good to you? Do you have any questions about this? So you're getting permission. Does that sound good to you? And we're going to give them a chance to say yes. That sounds good to me. Now they might say, no, that doesn't sound good to me. And if they say that, turn it over to them. What can we do to help you to rectify the situation? This is actually one of my favorite questions of all time. What can we do to help? Sometimes it's a lot less than you think, especially maybe if there's money involved. Like let's just say a patient's complaining, it's $600. I thought it was my insurance covered 100% of everything, $600. And we, we think that they're going to be asking for a $600 refund. But if you say to them, what can we do to rectify the situation? They might just say, um, please check with my insurance company. And let's get everything in writing next time. Or just something like that, where it's not going to be nearly as drastic as you thought. So we're going to get permission. Oftentimes, that means when you're doing the planning and the permission, what can we do to help rectify the situation? What can we do to make you happy? I love that. Put it back on them. What can we do to make you happy? And many times you'll be able to do it. Okay, so that's great stuff. 
Lucy eases anxious patience practically. Remember, we've got listen, empathize, apologize, plan, permission. Now the A is the simplest thing in the world. Act. You came up with a plan? Do it. Make sure you do it and keep the patient informed every step of the way. And then D, day is, and we all know this one, document. Maybe it should be three Ds for document, document, document. You've listened, empathized, apologized, planned. You've gotten permission. You're acting and now meticulously document everything that you're talking about. Because as I said before, unfortunately, these patients can be a little bit on the litigious side or just, you know, write bad reviews or raise a fuss or do something. So just make sure that you've got the entire conversation, both sides of it, well documented. Lucy eases anxious patients practically all day. It's a simple flowchart. Listen, empathize, apologize, plan, get permission, act, and document. But I'm going to throw in one more D, and it comes from one of my favorite books of all time, The Four Agreements, and that is don't take it personally. When a patient is upset, they're going crazy, they're blaming you, they're pointing fingers, never forget. This is much more about them than it is about you. That's a life lesson, man. When something happens like this, whether it's in the dental practice or somewhere else, it's much more about them than it is about you. So please do not take it personally. Just act in the proper way to get the situation rectified. Now, if you find this happens all the time, you might have to look at yourself and see what is it about me that allows patients to push my buttons? What am I doing that kind of triggers people to push my buttons? Sometimes the problem is within, and that's something that you need to figure out. Way too much to go into on this podcast today, of course, but that's something that you need to figure out. Other times, you have to know when to say no, just like dealing with kids Know when to say no. Sometimes people need limits. If somebody asks you to do something ridiculous, then you will have every right to say, I'm so sorry, but I can't do that. Let's figure out something else that will work better. Just know when to say no. Don't get roped into doing something stupid you shouldn't be doing. Um, financial situations are probably at the heart of well over 50% of angry or belligerent patients. Belligerent patients. So work that out ahead of time. Make sure your finances are covered. A patient who owes you money is a sure bet to be an unhappy patient. So again, we've talked about financial policies on the podcast many times. Maybe I'll do it again. But just make sure that um, patients are clear about their financial obligations and they don't owe you money. Use care credit or outside financing as much as you can. But if payment is made and expected, before or on the day treatment begins and you stick to that policy, you will find the number of upset patients goes way down. Sometimes it is all about the Benjamins. And I mean that, Benjamin. Sometimes it's all about the Benjamins. Um, And mainly, make sure all your patients pass the vomit test. The famous, the Dr. Richard Maddow patented copyrighted trademark vomit test that simply means If you're reviewing the morning schedule at the huddle and everybody sees that one name and everybody runs back to the restroom to vomit in unison, that person does not belong in your practice. Now, hopefully this doesn't happen very often, maybe once or twice a year. But if everybody feels sick seeing a patient's name on the schedule, well, I think it's a good idea to find a practice where they'd be a better fit. I'm trying to be kind here. A practice where they'd be a better fit. You know, difficult patients are and always will be 
a part of the practice of dentistry. I hope these tips will help you diffuse these situations when you have difficult patients. And again, when you can turn around a difficult patient, man, they become great beacons for the practice. They will love you and your team and the treatment you do and all those great things. So let's try to turn around our difficult patients. But if they continue to fail the VAMA test, well, I think we all know what to do. Okay, we've got really, really interesting mystery shopper calls on today's episode. But first, I want to remind you that at the Matto Center, we love to keep our overhead low, low, low. And one of the ways we do it is by using stacks for our credit card processing because they do not charge that nasty overage percentage, just a low, flat monthly fee. We love us some stacks at the Matto Center. You should be doing the same thing in your practice, just like we do. Don't pay that percentage. Pay the low flat monthly fee for your processing. Go to matto.com slash save to find out more. One phone call, put it on autopilot, and you'll save money month after month after month after month. Did I mention after month? You will. Hey, let's do our mystery shopper calls and get down to it. This was a suggestion from my mom, actually. My mom, Z Lois Matto. I don't know, her middle name is Lois and she went by Lois for many years, but all of a sudden now that she's 89, I think she decided to go by Z Lois Matto for some reason. So I'll give her the credit there. This is a suggestion from my mom, Z Lois Matto. She said, hey Rich, why don't you call some dental practices and see if they will let you bring a comfort dog in. And I thought that's a pretty good idea. I'm not so sure I want to do it. And then I just saw an article about a dental practice in Minnesota who actually has a comfort dog on premises on certain days. And you can make an appointment on that day and you will get this comfort dog laying on you during your dental procedure. They showed a picture of this. I, I wasn't expecting a dog this big. This was like a 70 or 80 pound dog plotsed on a patient during a procedure. But they said it's really popular and they're getting patients to schedule on comfort dog day. But not only that, They've gotten a ton of publicity for it, which I thought that was really cool. The practice is in Minnesota. I can't remember the name, but you could Google that, I'm sure. Practice in Minnesota, Comfort Dog, and, and learn about that. But I thought it was a really neat idea. So, based on that article and taking my mom's suggestion, which I love to do, I called a few dental practices. Dental practice Sis, I like that, <laughs> to see if they would let me bring in my Comfort Dog. Okay, let's go over here to Command Central and see what happens when we ask this question. Thank you for calling General. Can I place you in a brief hold? If you have to, sure. Okay, appreciate it, thank you. Other than not picking up the phone, could that be the worst way to start a call? May I place you on a brief hold? I mean, she was at least polite about it. She didn't say, that office, hold please. But just starting the call with, may I place you on a brief hold? Remember the potential new patient, they're nervous, they're anxious. This hold's getting a little lengthy. If I were a new patient who was nervous about this whole thing, I probably would have hung up by now or thought to myself, wow, what kind of practice is this? I call and they put me on a hold immediately. Don't like it. ka Better? Don't like it. Okay. Sorry to keep you waiting. How may I help you? I just have a quick question for you. Um, I know that I'm, I need a checkup and a cleaning and I think two crowns. I've never been to your office before, but um, would you allow me to bring in my comfort dog if I had an appointment there for that kind of stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and she can come in the room with me? Yes, she can. We have um, other um, patients that have to have the same situation and or, you know, seeing dog. And then we have another patient that has to have a comfort dog as well. 
Wow, great. That's so nice. Flexible in that respect. And dog friendly. Yeah, and one of them is actually like a Bernese mountain dog, so it's not a little thing. (laughs) No, my dog's uh, just a snapper doodle. Okay, okay. yeah. Cool. um, Well, great. Thank you so much. Sure. All righty. Give us a call back and we'll try to help you out, okay? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thanks. Bye. Uh, bye Bye-bye. Oh, man, she was super nice. She said immediately yes, and she gave examples of other people bringing in comfort dogs, and somebody's bringing in a Bernese mountain dog or Burmese, Burmese mountain dog. That's a big dog. I have some friends with a Burmese mountain dog, actually. That's a massive animal. Um, So she was really nice, really cool about it. I was all ready to make the appointment, of course, if she had only asked, which she didn't. Why at that point would she say, call us back when you're ready? She established that she could do exactly what I wanted, yet she didn't ask for the appointment. I don't know if she noticed I just made up that breed. Of, what, I, what did I say? Like a snapper doodle? Is that a real breed? I noticed all the, all the um, people I know in my neighborhood who are walking dogs these days have some kind of poodle mix. They're like golden doodles or cavapoos or... I don't know, all kinds of, oh, they're all poodle mixes, seems to be very in. I know they're really smart, sweet, great dogs. So um, sounds like they make a great comfort dog. This practice will never find out. Okay, let's see if another practice is just as kind of For quality it. assurance, this call may be recorded. That's always a good sign, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which they'd answer for quality assurance. Counting the rings. I think that was six, maybe seven. Anybody else would have hung up by now. Eight. Hello? Hello? Yes, how can I help you? Hi, is this the dentist's office? Yes. Dentistry, how can I help you? Oh, yeah, cool. Um, I've got a question for you. I, I need um, four crowns, and mm-hmm. I want to know if um, you would allow me to bring my comfort dog in the office with me to have those done. Uh, hey, hold on. Let me ask. Hold on. not sure what's going on with this office. First, they said they're, they're recording for quality assurance. Eight rings to pick up, and then she just answers, hello? It's like a dental office. Come on now. Hello? Man, oh, man. Yes, you can bring your, uh, it's one dog. Uh, well, it's, you know, sometimes it's a three-dog night, but um, I can, yeah, I, I only need to bring one of the dogs. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You can bring one. Do you have a preference? Mm-hmm. Should I bring, I, it's an Austrian snickerdoodle. Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Okay, good. You can stay with me. Go ahead. Yes, uh, you, they can stay with you in the room. Excellent. And they're good. They behave really well, so it shouldn't be a problem. Uh-huh. Okay. okay, great. Good, thank you. So you, you're going to bring one of them. Is that right? Yeah, I'll bring one. Well, you know, if, and then maybe if I come back again for the um, second appointment, I'll bring a different one. Would okay. that be okay? Uh, Doing four, yeah, doing four crowns, just uh, know that it's going to take a few hours, at mm-hmm. least five hours. Just five hours? To, yeah, four, four crowns for one day. Oh, well, yeah. In one okay. day. Okay, 
Wow. Yes, because okay. we make the crown. You don't need to come back. We make the crown in one visit. Do you already have an appointment? I don't. I don't. I'm just kind of checking around. I know I need four yeah. crowns, but I'm kind of looking for an uh-huh. office. Or so if five you want, hours we well. can. Yeah, yeah because yeah, we, we make the, uh, the crowns at the same day. You don't need oh, to come nice. back. Yes, nice. because we have this technology that, uh, you know, with the scanner, um, the crowns um, fit much better because they're precise, you know. Uh, but if you would like, you can make it. Uh, it depends on those four crowns are at the same location. We rather do it the same visit. If it's not at the same location, then we can split the appointments to two, and every appointment is going to be three hours. I see. Oh, no, they're all in my mouth in the same, yeah. Um, and and this, if it's five hours, could I, like, take a little break and take uh, take little Oscar for a quick walk? Actually, Yes, actually, you will take a break because the doctor is going to scan uh, your mouth and then we give the uh, scan to the 3D printer to print the crowns and at that time, you can uh, walk around with the dog. 3D printer, that is awesome. Wow, very yeah. cool. Um, yeah, you have all right. high-tech te- technology and the um, crown is all porcelain and long-lasting and... Uh-huh. Our patients love it. That sounds awesome. Great. Well, thanks so much for the info. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Can I have your name in case uh, you call back? I will let the office know that we sure. already discussed. Sure. Uh-huh. My name is Howie. Howie. Mr. Howie. Okay. Thank Give you us so a call. Much. And also wanted to let you know we have also Saturday hours and on Mondays and Wednesdays, we work late until 7 and 6 p.m. Wow, you are so kind giving me all this information. I really, really appreciate you're it. Very, you're very welcome. Cool, right on. Okay, thanks okay. so much. And if you want, uh, you can come for initial consultation. If you have insurance, you can check how much your insurance is going to cover uh, that con and um, make a plan. Beautiful. And the consultation, will be, the consultation will be free. Wow, everything's free. That's so great. I like free. <laughs> Not everything, okay. but the consultation is free because we want to give you a chance to meet the doctor and find out um, what we can do for you. So we want to give you a chance before you commit to anything. Right. Too. Yeah, and um, I, I wouldn't bring the dog to the consultation, of course. I don't think we need yeah, it's Oscar's be only, opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah just half an hour uh, appointment. I mean, I could say, like, bark once if you agree, bark twice if you don't, but I don't, I don't think that would be necessary. So, yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. And what is your name? You're welcome. My name is Michelle. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Michelle. Okay. My bell. Okay, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. I, I I don't understand this. Uh, okay, initially it was bad. I got the this call's being recorded. Then it took her like eight times to pick up, and then she just picks up and says hello. But let's get past all that and forgive all that. She told me a lot of good things about the office. First of all, I can bring my dogs. Um, they they'll do a free consult. They do one day crowns, so I can leave with my. And she's they're porcelain. They're beautiful. They fit great. All these things. Um, if I wanted to come in, they'd help me check on my insurance coverage. I wonder if she would have just appointed me for four crowns if I'd said I'm ready without an exam. That's a topic for a different day. But she did a pretty decent job selling the office. She was super nice. She told me a lot of good things. They'll do a free consult. They'll do this. They'll do that. 
And then she asked me for my name. I just give her my first name. No attempt at getting any contact information. And that just lets me hang up after answering a million questions and suggesting a bunch of good things. She's telling me they have Saturday hours, evening hours. I mean, I'm sold. I want to bring my dog and my teeth that are all in one location to this office. No attempt to make the appointment or get my contact information. I was on the phone for six minutes with her. Six minutes of this office's time lost and gone forever. Okay, let's try another. Yeah, I have a question for you. Um, I'd like to make an, I'd like to come in. I know I need four crowns, but I wanted to see if I was allowed to bring my comfort dog in with, with me for the appointments. Um, okay, give me one second, please. Okay. Must be a tough question. Everybody seems to put me on hold when I ask that question. I'm just picturing like the doctor's treating a patient and they bust in the treat treatment room. Doc, we got a nut on the phone that wants to bring a dog. What do you think? And the doctor says like, well, we treat canines. <laughs> oh, dental puns. What can I say? Okay, come on back. I feel like some noises in the background. I love it when I can hear those noises in the background. I'm not sure what's going on exactly. I don't know if you can hear that on the recording. So she's gasping like she's about to start saying something, but then never does. Okay. I'm not enjoying the silence. Yes, that should be okay. Not a problem. Um, do I have to tell you ahead of time they're coming in or anything like that? I'm sorry? They're very, he's very well behaved, but, so it shouldn't be a problem. Well, yeah, you know, if, if he's okay, it's not a problem. Okay, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Have a good day. Okay, again, I had to do some sound effects there. Sounds like I was calling from a kennel. Um, no attempt. She answered the question, yes, you can bring your dog in. I need four crowns. Remember, this is a big case. No attempt whatsoever to get me to a point. Let's do one more. This one, we're really going to crank it up a bit. You'll see what I mean, just to see what kind of reaction we get. Thank you for calling, Dr. office. This is Crystal. I have a question for you. Um, I know I need a checkup and cleaning and some crowns, and I want to know if I could bring my my dog with me to the appointment, just like a comfort dog? Um, it should be okay. I mean, would he be sitting, in, would he go in the room or everything with you and just be yeah, I mean, he's very well behaved. He's, he's quiet. He's peaceful. He's a really nice dog. Okay. It, it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, I've seen patients come kind of be in the waiting room, I could just, you know, double check with Dr. Bradley, just make sure it would be okay. So I don't think it should be a okay. problem, but I can double okay. check. Okay. Do you want to do that now or should you check and I'll call you back? Um, <laughs> he is, unfortunately, he's not here today, but he'll be here tomorrow. Uh, so I can check okay. with him tomorrow. Um, what's your okay. name? Um, my name is Oscar. Oscar. Well, if you want to call me back tomorrow, I can double check with him. I definitely will. Thank you so much. I hope to see you soon. Okay. All righty. Bye-bye.
I love how she just stayed calm the entire time while the dogs are barking like crazy. So that was good. She stayed very composed. I can't imagine what she was thinking. Like, oh, I hope this patient doesn't come in. Well, if that's what she was hoping she accomplished it because four calls, four offices in a row said they would accommodate my little, quiet, peaceful, comfort dog. Not one even made an attempt to get me in. Oh, we're going to have to give this zero barks. I am so sorry to hear this. Don't make this mistake in your office when a potential patient calls. Get them in. Offer them two good choices. We're so glad you called. We can see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. If that doesn't work for you, how's Tuesday at 11 a.m.? Come on, people. Let's do this. And I will see you next time on the Dental Practice Fixers Podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Matto, co-founder of the Matto Center. Hey, if you want to help dentists all over the world, grow their practices too and learn this great information and even have some fun, please go give us a great review, a thumbs up, a five star, and even a comment. And everybody, your colleagues will appreciate it so much. Thanks so much for being a listener to the the Practice Fixers. And we'll talk soon. Bye.